Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's time for Hits and Misses. I'm here with Drew. Drew's back. Welcome back, Drew. How you feeling? How you doing? I'm doing very well. If you follow me at that little... Uh, social media link down there, you know, things that have been going on with me. Uh, but know that I am doing better, and I'm happy to be back for Hits and Misses. Let's do this. Glad to have you back. Glad to ride with my my good buddy to talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. Again, if you're in the comments, go ahead, tell us your top five Hits and Misses. If you agree with us, amazing. If you disagree with us, well, don't get angry about it because wrestling is subjective and it's all entertainment. Let's go ahead and start with our top five. Uh, Drew, you know what? You're up. You go first. Me first. Okay. I'll go first. My number five hit for this week was Soray's presentation on NXT. Uh, I was very reserved about it at first just because of what people were saying. Because, you know, sometimes people say things and then you think, oh... Is this really a good thing or not? But I have to say, it was my first time. I don't know if they did it last week. It was my first time seeing Soray's entrance. They did do it last week. They did do it last week. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't watch last week. Uh, Tuesday was not a great day for me last week. So, um, right. <laughs> uh, so it was my first time seeing that entrance. And it was excellent. I loved it so much. The visual of it and her finisher looks brutal. Um, yeah, you know, walking into that light and then the music change and then the costume change, obviously it's not, you know, but I'm very much a fan. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Do you, you have another fan right here of the Saray entrance? I've been saying it. The presentation is very different from what people were assuming it was when she first cut that promo where she was dressed up, uh, with the pigtails and, and had the amulet. Uh, I said to myself, it's, I don't think it is this, this fetishized Asian woman. I thought it was something more. And it honestly looks to me more Harry Potter-esque than it does any Sailor Moon. Um, the amulet looks Sailor Moon-esque, but honestly, it looks 
it looks good. I love the presentation myself, and uh, I agree with you. I think it's, I think it's worth pointing out. Uh, let's give you my number five from Monday Night Raw, the Quiz Bowl. Opened up with a very fun segment. I think the crowd was invested. I love what Alpha Academy and RK Bro are doing both in the ring, in promo, and out of the ring with this ridiculous stuff like the Quiz Bowl and the scooters and everything. Like, come on. You can't help but appreciate the amount of silliness and just the, the the entertainment that's coming from it. I thought the quiz bowl segment was well done. I thought uh, the crowd really, in, they were invested. They had fun. They didn't even start yelling and screaming until they got to like the Ninja Turtle question. But the rest of the time, like they were enjoying what they saw. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the match that's going to come from it is going to be equally good. So quiz bowl, that's my number five. Do you have anything to add? Um, I or do. want to go to number four. I, I do have something to add because okay. my number four is the quiz bowl. Yay! <laughs> we'll lead right into that. Um, yeah, I'm a fairly easy person to entertain. So <laughs> uh, the first challenge that they did was horrible. Like, I hated that. That was actually on my missus list that time, I remember. Mm -hmm. um, but quirky, there's something about quirky Randy Orton. He's just fun. And, and yeah, like you said, the crowd was really into it. And that's, uh, that's not something you see with WWE crowds these days. So um, I love the dynamic between him and Riddle. Um, and I'd like that they didn't make Ordis or Gable look stupid in this one like they did in yes. the previous challenges. So, oh, and I love, I absolutely love when Gable does uh, thank you. It's, <laughs> it's it pops me every time. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm a big fan of the shoosh. But that's <laughs> <laughs> that too. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let me give you my number four. Number four for me was from Impact Wrestling this past week. W. Morrissey in the main event taking on Brian Myers. We had Zicky Dice and VSK show up as well for Brian Myers' group, The Learning Tree. Uh, one thing I really enjoyed was that this match had tons of plunder. It was silly. It was well, not silly. It was serious, but it was fun. Uh, you had BSK being choke slammed through a table. Uh, you had thumbtacks. You had chairs. You had everything. It was a really good match. It got Morrissey further over going into no surrender. Uh, and it was just a good, solid impact main event match. That's my number four. Drew, add to it or give me your number three. Uh, we're gonna save that. All right, that's somewhere. That's elsewhere. Okay. Uh, number three for me was the Becky and Lita promo. Okay. Um, I wasn't really feeling this as a match, but I think they really turned it around for me this past Monday. Uh, particularly Becky, the passion that she brought into her promo about an icon, a legend, somebody that she admired so much coming in to try and take her title away from her. Um, felt very believable. And she had some great lines. And I really enjoyed the brawl afterwards as well. Yeah. I thought everything was done very nicely. Yeah, it, probably one of the better promos that Lita's ever cut. She's got a great dance partner in Becky Lynch. Uh, I agree with you. It's, it was a very good promo. It didn't make my list, but it certainly stood out. Uh, I'll give you my number three. And that is, and it's going to surprise some people, the debut of Keith Lee on AEW Dynamite. I'm, I'm a fan of Keith Lee. I'm excited for what he brings to the table. I think it's going to be a lot of fun with him in AEW. It didn't get my number one because in the grand scheme of 
impactful moments. I don't think it was number one, but I see the emotion of it. If anyone had taken it as their number one, uh, either way, had a great debut versus Isaiah Cassidy. Everyone was into it, and uh, I'm excited to see what Keith Lee does in AEW. Yeah. Hit me. Uh, we're going to save that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So my number two, and now, you know, behind the scenes, you know, we had a little discussion about this beforehand, so now I'm understanding everything. My number two is Naomi and Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Um, Naomi is legitimately a star, and anyone that says otherwise, you need to look at yourself in the mirror. You really do. Uh, I have always really been a fan of hers, and they you know, they do these start-stop things with her, where they let her shine, and then she's not seen, or she's on some random thing that doesn't really matter um and through the whole Sonya thing it's been really like on and off more off than on Mm -hmm. um but I really thought like at least two times that she was winning last night the way that they had those really close 2.9 kickouts and uh I just hope that people in the back now remember why Naomi should be put in a spot like this I agree. It was a hell of a showing from Naomi. It was a very good match, and that's why it was my number two as well. It was oh. a very good match. Yes. It, hmm. it, I In a world where WWE will give you a championship title match on TV and then pull it out the last second by having some sort of disqualification finish, they went full balls to the wall, let it happen. Yes, Charlotte Flair retained. But the story that's going to come out of it for Elimination Chamber, I'll take it. And on top of that, it proved further that Naomi is a star. If anyone ever thought that she wasn't, I don't know what to tell you. Because you can look at WrestleManias in the past. You can look at Royal Rumbles. You can look at stories she's had. She is... I think the one thing that... And I'm going to talk about this later on in other shows. I think the one thing that people don't necessarily realize to working with Naomi, her pace is very fast. And if you can't Mm -hmm. keep up, the matches look sloppy. But she herself is not a, sl- a sloppy wrestler, not by any means. She's very, she's just very quick, and it's up to, it's up to her partner to not only adapt and, and work with her, but it's also, you know, Naomi should probably also be cognizant of that. But regardless, she's a very solid worker, and this match proved that. Naomi and Charlotte is my number two. Hit me with your number one. Give it okay. to me. And. Uh... I was I was really debating on whether I wanted to have this as number two or number one because I'm just worried kind of of the fallout of this and you know there's things out there of what's to come already, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know, I, I, I with Naomi it's 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 difficult for me to um no not not that it's difficult for me to truly get invested in her because I'm always invested in her when she's on TV. She is amazing. Right. Yeah. But there's the thing about WWE, like I said, is like start stop, you know, it, I want her to be more positioned up at the top and yeah. they don't see that as much as most people outside of WWE management do. Right. So um my number one 
is Keith Lee's debut on Dynamite. Uh, and it was interesting that what you said about um, about that because it hit every single box for me. Like I see it as impactful because I think that he is not going to get the AEW dark elevation treatment like many other people who come in, like Matt Seidel and 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 others who like get this like big debut and then kind of slide down a little bit. I really don't feel that way. I could be wrong, but um just the way that Isaiah Cassidy sold his ass off for that debut makes me appreciate him even more. The, that first throw was bonkers. And yeah. uh, just, you know, I also appreciate, too, that he is not just squashing. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought that this was just going to be a squash match, but I'm happy that it wasn't because this was like Keith Lee in his most suitable environment. That's fair. I think he worked very well for his size. I think he worked to his opponent's size. Isaiah Cassidy impressed so much on Rampage the week before that he absolutely deserved the shot. Um, one thing I would have liked is to see Cassidy move on, but because it was a big debut and it was Keith Lee, yeah, you had to move forward and have Keith Lee move on to the uh, revolution, face the revolution ladder match. So regardless, yeah, Keith Lee, wherever it was on your top five, it very clearly made an impact. Are you ready for number one? Hit me with it. Also from AEW Dynamite, it was the main event. It was Hangman Adam Page defending his AEW World Championship against Lance Archer. This was a match that I think a lot of people were coming into with lowered expectations in terms of who would win. I mean, the finish was never in doubt. It was going to be Hangman's match to win. Uh, But I don't think people really expected to see the match that we saw. And that was a very brutal, very hard-hitting, fast-paced Texas death match that had a lot of drama and a lot of great storytelling in it. And for that, I'm giving it my number one. I think it had all of the right elements to make me uh, feel much more invested in the product. That was how I felt coming out of Dynamite, was that the uh, a sleeper main event, that it was literally the one thing that people were looking forward to, but not like rushing to watch and Mm -hmm. i think they changed a lot of minds with that main event that's interesting because you know honestly there were so many good things on dynamite this week and i i highlighted that one but i it there's like i said there's multiple things that match uh it, it, it was it was really great i i really enjoyed dynamite this week and next week dynamite Ooh, it has potential that's a stacked card. Um, yes, it does. Hey, speaking of stacked cards, go leave us a thumbs up. Stack that, stack that like deck, huh? Let's go. Uh, you want to do? You want to do the misses? Yes. Go for it. Start us off. Number five miss for me this week: the twenty four seven title scene on Raw. <laughs> uh, man, you know this title is so irrelevant and inconsequential. And I'm really not a fan of anyone except Truth having it at this point. Uh, so if we could just have him like win it back, and then 
I don't know. Maybe just get rid of it. Just have him like hold it around and be like a prop. I mean, it is a prop anyway. <laughs> it's 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 really nothing. And I hadn't seen a twenty four seven segment in a while, but I can tell you now, absence did not make the heart grow fonder. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get that. The twenty four seven title is an interesting place, not a great place. I said it on Twitter. I've said it in multiple places. The title is going to probably, or this story is probably going to end with Reggie on one knee pretending to propose to Dana Brooke and then roll her up and win the 24 seven title back. And that's how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let me give you my number five undefeated in quotes, Baron Corbin. I like Baron Corbin. I like what they're doing with happy Corbin. I don't, I don't mind it the same way that some people dislike it. I've made multiple pleas for future intercontinental champion, mad cat Moss. However, Let's talk about Baron Corbin. Why is Baron Corbin undefeated? While it's true, in his singles matches since SummerSlam, he is undefeated. Do you know how many of those matches there have been? My goodness, I don't. Uh, 20? Three on TV. What? There have been three singles matches for Baron Corbin on TV since SummerSlam. And he has won wow. them all. So yes, Baron Corbin is in fact undefeated. In tag matches, however, Baron Corbin is very much not undefeated on television. In fact, two weeks ago, Baron Corbin and Matt Cat Moss lost to Biggie and Kofi. So what's undefeated here? Is it just a moniker? Is it just a heat gimmick? What are we doing? I don't like it. I don't need it. I don't understand it. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe the comments will be like, you idiot, he's undefeated for heat. I don't care. I don't like it. That's my number four. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Five, give me your number four. Please, Bully Ray, keep your heat comments to yourself. Oh, God. (laughs) Next. My number four is the start of a little bit of a rant that we have for my missus list. Um, So my number four is the Draco Anthony presentation on NXT. Okay. Yeah. You don't go to the uh, gym at five in the morning? I'm not awake at five in the morning. Oh, I was this morning. I had to use the bathroom, you know. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag old people problems. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. So he debuted last week, and I didn't see it because, again, Tuesday last week was not a great day for me. Um, so I didn't see that. But on his second week this week, um, Boy, he had a quite a bad segment with Joe Gacy. Sorry. It's okay. We were just trying to get him on the thing. I, sorry. <laughs> Let's let everyone in on the bit. I look like Joe Gacy. I get it. My tag team partner on Tim and Joel Call in the Ring, Tim, only looks like Harlan because of a bald head and some tattoos. Let's uh, let's move on. Yes, oh, Joe on. Gacy did try to recruit Draco Anthony. Yeah, uh, it was bad. And uh, he then he has an even worse moment with Pete Dunne before the match, where he's basically fed like a my career mode line 
of like, <laughs> oh, this guy doesn't respect you, but I respect you. Shake hands. No, no, boring. No, thank you. Um, and he didn't even get an entrance and lost. So why am I supposed to care about this guy? <laughs> it's a fair point. I mean, it's the common NXT introduction trope at this point where everyone comes in and loses before they finally get some sort of victory or builds a string of victories and gets noticed, quote unquote, by commentary. Um, it's not great, but it is it is the way that they continue to, to build, quote unquote, their their upcoming wrestlers. Draco, I remember mentioning, hey, where's Draco Anthony a while back when he had that uh, segment where he's in the diner and they they showed it at, uh, I think it was War Games. And so they did the, the Draco Anthony segment. He didn't debut. He didn't show up for like um, months and months. And one week I'm like, where's Draco Anthony? Exactly. And I'm like, where's Draco Anthony? And then that week he showed up on NXT and I'm like, okay, there's Draco Anthony. And he loses. And he's going to lose again. And he's going to lose again. Regardless, it's just... Uh, that's the NXT way right now is that yeah. they'll bring you in unless you're a big name, bring you in or they have plans, bring you in, lose, lose, lose. And then eventually you'll win once they figure out what they're going to do with you. Yes, I, I would like way. I would like him to be done better because I don't know. I'm kind I'm a little smitten, if you know what I mean. So I do. Let's stick with NXT. I'll give you my number four. Io Shirai picking Kaylee Ray as her dusty classic tag partner after already being her tag partner once upon a time. I've pointed this out elsewhere. Going into war games, EO and Kaylee Ray were tagging up to take on Toxic Attraction. They had started some sort of rivalry that suddenly went by the wayside because Cora Jade was also facing Mandy Rose. So there was something going on there. And then Raquel Gonzalez got into the fray. And long story short, between war games and this past week on NXT, something changed because EO and Kaylee Ray were suddenly off. They, they were working together. They weren't friendly. They didn't know each other very much. And then Kaylee Ray got a title shot, and then we know what happened. She lost. But now EO and Kaylee Ray are going to tag again. It just felt very disjointed. It felt like something something happened in a story or uh, something happened backstage that changed the trajectory, at least in the short term. And I don't understand or know why we had to go all the way around just to get to EO picking Kaylee Ray as a tag team partner when they already were quote-unquote friends. And that's yeah, that that's that's how I feel about that. Do you want to give me your next one? Yes. My do number it. three. How do restraining orders work? <laughs> <laughs> why are we why are we just doing it all on NXT? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's NXT is gonna come after us. Uh yeah. So you know, I pretty I, I I've kept quiet on Grayson Waller uh because I don't really care about him at all. But, uh, boy, he doesn't know how restraining orders work, it seems, because no. he doesn't have to be that that person, L.A. Knight, breaks it, if, especially if you come after him first. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not a fan of, like, using legal stuff in wrestling storylines because it tends to not be what actually would happen legally it's a storyline that's fake so uh it just makes it, it, it it's just a stupid it's stupid it makes everyone look stupid and it kind of is like you know the audience makes look dumb also it's like don't don't treat me that way i know how to restrain i know how a restraining order works so 
maybe Grayson doesn't because Grayson Waller is Australian and maybe in Australia, something <laughs> about restraining orders is completely different than what's going on in the US. Maybe in the comments, if you're an Australian and you know how restraining order works, if you're an Australian lawyer, let us know. Let us know in the comments. How do the restraining orders work? I call on my most, well, two of my most favorite Australians, Jesse, Josh Robinson. Josh, who does a show on this channel. Yes, please, please let us know how restraining orders work in Australia. I'd have questions if either of them actually know how these restraining orders work, because neither of them are involved in law. <laughs> well, you know, maybe uh, maybe Google is different in Australia, too. Yes, sure. That's what it is. Here's my number three from <laughs> AEW Rampage. Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch. Mostly Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander's the face in this whole Layla Hirsch, Chris Statlander storyline, right? Right? Why the hell is Chris Statlander hoping that Layla Hirsch's parents would have abandoned her for the actions that she... What are we doing? Was... The line was great, but it was delivered by the wrong person. Oh, I I thought that was, was a big mess. It was such a funny line, but the problem is it has the direct negative impact. Like people are clowning yeah. on it and laughing about it, being like, what is this? They're not saying, I have to see this match. For me, that's a miss. And that's again coming at it from from a kayfabe, from a selling standpoint. It just I sat there being like, Oh no, they're talking about this in the wrong way. That's my number three. Yeah. I I was almost going to kind of put it in my hits list because of that line, because of how absurd that was. I want to um, tear you up. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was so funny. Um, okay, so we're up to my number two miss now. Number two. I think so. <clears throat> yes, and this ties into something that you said previously in a hits column. Scott Demore really doesn't like people that he apparently likes. <laughs> I almost had this as a miss. Go ahead. Yeah. I finally get to watch Impact, and of course Jake something is not on. Very upset about that. I'm but sorry. he was too busy eating jars of salsa whenever he got a yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um they recapped the thing with with uh, W Morrissey going into Moose's hotel room, breaking into Moose's hotel room after Scott DeMore said I'm not bringing Moose here because I'm afraid of something like this happening. Mm -hmm. So then Josh Alexander gets in the ring and cuts this passionate promo about how he wants to defend Impact against ROH and still wants that title shot that he's deserved from Moose, you know, infamously taking it off of him at that last big event. Good time. Um, yeah. So he gets angry and then Big Khan, who I found out was not Victor, Connor, but Connor, Connor from the Ascension. Yeah. That's right. Duh, he made his impact debut this past week on impact <laughs> wrestling. And, and Josh squashes him, but gets angry because of course this was put as like a stopgap where he's trying to get, you know, his point across about getting to Moose or to anybody that wins between Moose and Morrissey at the next show. Right. Um, and Scott gets in the ring to try and break that up. And then Josh shoves him. And Scott gives this passionate promo about how they're friends. And then he's essentially suspending him. And he's off the Impact team. While W. Morrissey, who broke into somebody's hotel room, 
still has his main event match at the end of the show and a title shot at their next show, I think next week, next Saturday, right? Or the, whenever it is. Yeah, it is. It, I think it is. I think it is next week. Um, well, here's the thing. Scott Demore is not the authority of the hotel. He is the authority of Impact Wrestling. <laughs> he can't stop somebody from breaking in in their <clears throat> off time and, and, and assaulting each other. He can't stop that. He no, he can't stop it. He but he can stop certainly it. stop Josh Alexander at work being a nuisance and causing problems. He's just doing his job. He's just doing his job. Uh, Joel, he's doing don't a good do job. this to me, Joel. I'm, just, I'm giving you kayfabe reasons. Yeah. That's what I just listening to. <laughs> Here's my number two. I agree with you, by the way. It's very, very strange what they're doing. Uh, my number two is in Zane, aka the end of this segment, because why did we have to shock Shinsuke Nakamura just to get a huluva kick on him? What, what was that? I may have missed a part of it because I felt like I woke up and suddenly everything in that promo changed and it was very awkward. It went very jackass. And if this is all just going to Sammy versus Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania, sure, that's great. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody because WWE already did when it comes to the Intercontinental Championship match next week. But man, that promo wasn't it. And man, what came after it is equally strange to me. I just don't get it. I love Sami Zayn. I love Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm ready for the next steps, but I'm not happy with them electrocuting shinsuke just to make him look weak i don't get it that's all i got electrocuting not shinsuke sorry ele- <sighs> whatever yeah. everyone gets electrocuted everyone sucks yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone looks bad here but yes you're right you didn't electrocute shinsuke right so i'm glad that you mentioned that because now we're leading into my number one hooray please talk on it yeah yeah, the ins- I call it insanely stupid. Ha! Go ahead. Um, and I really can't believe how stupid it is because the and it's funny too because the Johnny Knoxville segment prior to that was also stupid. It was so good though. It, I mean, it, it was I guess comedic, but you know he's also committing a crime. Speaking of crimes that are being committed rampantly all over the place in wrestling. And um, uh, and then Freddie Boogs Curie um, <laughs> just like, yeah, I really hate that hair. I don't know why they did that to him. Um, getting electrocuted. It's, it's literally, literally what you said is exactly my same sentiment. Like, this is how we got to Sammy Haluva kicking Shinsuke Nakamura? This was the most creative way that we could do this? It's, no. It's, it, was, it was really, really awful. It was really awful. And yeah, spoilers, spoilers are out there and we're not going to get into it here. But... Because um, you know I'm what the worst little... part is? I, I almost guarantee you next week on our list, on our top five, the match that we're alluding to is going to be one of our hits. I uh, I can almost guarantee you that they're going that the match was so good that we're going to put that on our hits and a contract signing on our misses. I am going to tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler out. alert for next Spoiler. week. <laughs> We've already got it. But yeah, uh, anything else to add on 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 the insane segment? Nope. Good. 
Number one for me was Miz TV from Monday Night Raw, because guess what? That was a segment that went absolutely nowhere for me, and including the Mysterios in a Miz TV segment is just asking for disaster. The, I, I, the whole segment was essentially Miz uh, saying, hey, is this really your dad? <laughs> and and <laughs> like, yeah, you need to cheat for each other. Basically, it's like, split up the Mysterios or don't, but also please don't put the Miz in this whole storyline this is not working and if this is the mania match ray versus miz for some reason then my god if if for some reason bad bunny gets involved and it's now the mysterios and bad bunny versus miz and his two cronies whoever those happen to be then okay maybe it picks up but like but this this miz tv was not it and typically when maurice comes back maurice saves everything no amount of Maurice could have saved whatever I watched Not this time. during that time. And I like Miz, and I like Miz TV most weeks, but this one was just god awful. And I'm, I think I put it more on the Mysterios than Miz. I just it, the the, the father son dynamic is no longer working. It never really was. I, I just on camera, I don't think that there is a legitimate, comfortable dynamic between Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Especially since they've kind of like teased and then backed away from doing a breakup between them multiple times. Yeah, doesn't so, work for me. I I could totally understand why that's your number one. Yeah, do I do we get all of them? Is that all the things? We angry? Good. Who's your favorite wrestler? My favorite sorry. wrestler. Hold on, I'm sorry. I for the for the benefit of post production, who's your favorite wrestler? And if it pops up on the screen and he's anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, my favorite wrestler was Naomi. Oh, son of a bitch! So yeah. was mine. There hey, you go. yeah, I, I, I really think that this was her week. As much as it was other people's weeks too, uh, I think that her moment was the biggest moment of the week. So definitely, she's my wrestler of the week. I agree, full hearted. I don't think there's any other way to put it. She had a great match, great showing. She's clearly moving up and past the whole Sony Deville debacle. Uh, they may still be intertwined, but at least we're getting something out of it. We're getting something physical out of it. And her match with Naomi, or sorry, Naomi's match with Charlotte was absolutely worth pointing out as a positive this week in wrestling. Drew, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me at Big Money Drew on Twitter. And please only follow me if you're a nice person. Yes, for the love of God, it's pro wrestling. If you disagree, it's fine. Be respectful. Don't go after each other for an opinion. It's a stupid, stupid thing to do, especially getting personal for something that is absolutely nobody has any say in wrestling. Please just be better as human beings. Love y'all. Respect you all. It's Fightful Overbooked. FightfulOverbooked.com or YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen and friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? 
I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.